so the last of the big four is Deshaun Kaiser. Um, the other Deshaun. Excited for this. Um, excited so, for this. I mean, I think that yeah, I think that a lot of people are excited for me to talk about Deshaun Kaiser because I've been defending him. Let's do it uh, pretty incessantly over the past week and a half or so. Um, all right, so he's definitely the youngest of these guys. Uh, he just turned twenty-one in January. He is a big guy. He's got a big arm, and it seems like there's a lot of big questions about him. Um, I mean, you can laugh all you want, but like that's that's kind of where he is. The no, guy. I just love signing with big guns. Um, <clears throat> all, the, all the places you could have gone with that third big. Yeah. So um, let's let's talk a little bit about Deshaun Kaiser. The season before this one, um, redshirt freshman rushed into playing because the starter got hurt. His team lost at Clemson and at Stanford by a combined four points. And then they lost to Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, I mean, he was very, very, very good as a redshirt freshman that got rushed into starting. And off of that offense, he lost four top 100 picks. Two offensive linemen and a running back and Will Fuller. C.J. Procise, Will Fuller, Zach Martin, and Ronnie Stanley. Um, and then he comes into this year, and there's some off-the-field stuff um, that I that I think is misleading. Because off-the-field stuff, you usually think that it's like he got in trouble. Um, his girlfriend, that had been his high school sweetheart, got cancer. He's going through cancer treatment. And he's going back and forth from trying to be with his girlfriend and then going back and trying to be in school and be a football player. And was very distracted. Hmm. And I think one of the big questions about Kaiser that a lot of, like, when you dig into the scouting reports, the question is, how much does he love football? Because he allowed himself to get distracted. But I also, again, want to point out the fact that you're talking about a redshirt sophomore and he quite—he just turned 21 years old in January. He's very, very young. Um, what I saw from the tape, both both years, even this year when they had some tough losses and honestly some stupid losses, um, the one thing that really stands out with him, though, this guy is absolutely lethal in the red zone. He's unbelievable. So efficient in the red zone. Like, gets it done. And And I love seeing that. Primarily because I feel like the Chiefs are terrible in the red zone. But he makes really great decisions down there. Um, and so you you mentioned on Mahomes that uh, that you thought that he was a power runner. Yep. Kaiser is this guy. Um, I'll just put it this way. The ceiling on Deshaun Kaiser has been Roethlisberger. That's, that's who this guy is to me. He can throw the ball all over the field. He can put it in places that most quarterbacks can't. And he has a huge body. Now, Roethlisberger's body has broken down, so he doesn't run forward as much anymore. But, like, I mean, what? Kaiser called himself the body of Cam Newton with the brain of Tom Brady. And I know that that was sort of taken out of context. But, like, when I read some of what he was saying, I'm like, that's what I want to hear from my quarterback. I, I loved it. And when I saw him on the whiteboard with John Gruden... Like, that was one of the biggest selling points for me, was seeing him talk to Gruden about specific plays. 
knowing what happened exactly in that situation. He asked him about a play from their sophomore season. And he said, like, he told him every single detail. Or, sorry, his redshirt freshman season when he got rushed into starting. Um, he told him every single detail about what happened. And he could go up there and write it out. And, like, it wasn't just like, you know, you may do this. And, like, the other quarterbacks did not look confident up there. And Kaiser looks... I absolutely love this kid, if you couldn't tell. Huh. Um, I think that this past season was absolutely terrible. It was really bad. He played so bad against Stanford this year that he got benched. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it just... I think that there was just a lot going on. And I think that Brian Kelly is also, like, a notorious asshole. And most people don't... Like, we can't tell if he's a good coach or not, but we know that he's not a great guy. Oh, I think he's a good coach. I mean, he's won every single year except this year. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a bigger tracker of John. He's, he's definitely a piece of shit. But that's a, that's a prerequisite for being a good college coach. Nick Saban's a piece of shit. Urban Meyer's a piece of shit. Dabo Sweeney's a piece of shit. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think he's a good coach. But I don't know what happened. I mean, obviously, the, this season went to complete shit. Yeah. It was, it was bad. But, I mean, so they entered this season... Because of those guys that they lost on the offense, I mean, you've got two new starters. Actually, I think they technically had, I think they had four new starters on the offensive line, but like two of those guys got drafted in the top 100. And his number one wide receiver this year, or at least let's say the guy that had the best season at wide receiver this year, had one career catch before it started. That's in the, and he looked fun. He's six six and had had a bunch of nice plays. But all right, uh, I mean, I don't see it with him. No. I watched it. Nah, it just I liked him a lot. He missed so many throws. He made so many bad decisions. Um, no, nah, I just I just didn't I didn't see it. I, I even went back and watched extra games because you were high on. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually talked to someone who knows the Chiefs. Really well. I uh, don't want to name names here, but it is someone who's prominent and knows the Chiefs. Uh, he said he had talked to Notre Dame teammates and they were kind of, they questioned his commitment to the game. Hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't know that about your, uh, or about, yeah, your, about his, uh, his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Uh, I could see that. I could see how that would spiral out of control uh, in case, like, if he's like, I'm doing this and his coach, Brian Kelly, who's driven like he is to yeah. win football games doesn't agree with what he's doing. Like, you can't be going back, back and forth like this and be our quarterback. Yeah. Like, I could see how that would drive a wedge. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I kind of expected, like, like he kind of feel, failed the eye test and the ear test for me just because they were so bad. And I was, I kind of expected to turn it on and be like, maybe he's going to make all these great throws. Like, I'm going to see why he was thought of so high. And I just saw him, he seems really inaccurate, like missing throws all over. That's pretty much... I don't like, know how to expand on it beyond that. I and that's that was one thing that uh, Seth Seth is it Keyser Kaiser whatever Kaiser. Um, that's one thing that he pointed out too was he's like I think that I can't watch a quarterback that is that consistently and wildly inaccurate. I just I don't like that. Like gets you stricken from the record for me. Like I'm I wouldn't even consider him. Yeah. And I didn't think that he was any more inaccurate than any of the other guys. I thought they all missed throws. And I mean, certainly if you watch the Stanford game from this year, you're like, oh my god, it was bad. It was very very bad. I did watch it, but I mean, I watched numerous others. 
because I saw people talking about how that one game was bad. So I I mm-hmm. specifically watched some others and just couldn't I couldn't see it. Okay. I couldn't get it in. Um, the floor on Kaiser. I want you guys to recognize like what I'm doing here. I'm doing this on purpose. Rohan Davy. <laughs> so I put Cardale Jones. Um, <laughs> like we don't. I mean, we don't know if Cardale's going to be yeah. terrible or not. You know, but this nice. is a guy that that I love. Shit on like Cardale. that Cardale Jones. I mean, everybody thought this guy was maybe a top ten pick, and then he decided to go back to school, and then. People still liked him, and the Bills drafted him in like the third or fourth round. But like, I don't—he was awful. I mean, we have no idea if Cardell Jones is going to be a football player. I highly doubt that he is. And I think we have a very good idea. I think the way that <laughs> well, no, you keep saying this, <laughs> the way that is he still in the NFL? <laughs> he is. Yeah. Is he? Oh yeah. Um, the way that I described Pat Mahomes, where I said I don't see a scenario where he's an average player. I think is what a lot of people look at with Kaiser is like I see that. if he hits, then that's amazing. But like I think a lot of them, you're just waiting don't. for his tools to kick in, his size, his arm. You're waiting for him to figure it out, I guess. Yeah, and you're hoping that things really did devolve last year for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and that a new situation will, uh, you know, bring a new beginning to that. One highly respected journalist in this town, Sam Ellinger, wanted to. He named names. So he he argued back and forth with me a little bit. Um, oh, and and Sam he, does like to argue online. He does. He actually wrote about the quarterbacks. He said, "I think they're all pretty even," and then said, "Except Kaiser. Yeah, he's totally going to flop." Yep. Like, and I'm like, I'm like Sam doesn't say stuff like that, and he seems pretty convinced that Kaiser's not going to be good. Yeah. Um, across the board, it seems like a lot of people don't like him. Hey, that's I, your island, man. I mean, that's but that's fine. Like, and and it, I don't. The guy doesn't. I, I don't have any kind of relationship with this guy. It's just a matter of like, you should. You should he's, call him up. he's the one of the big four that I liked the most. Um, and and I just I'm I'm enamored with the skills that he has, and I think that I feel like he's gonna slide to the third round. I mean, I hear people saying that. I don't know. I like him a lot. And I think, honestly, I do I see a lot of similarities between he and McNabb. I've heard, I think I heard someone else say that, too. So, the best receiver that McNabb played with, so he... Marvin he, Harrison. He played with Marvin Harrison, but, like... Todd Pinkston. McNabb was a freshman, and then Harrison was a senior. They only played together one year. Oh, okay. So, the other three years was Kevin Johnson. Of the, the NBA of, point guard, Kevin of, Johnson? Of the Browns, Kevin Johnson. I mean, he's had a like, pretty, pretty okay NFL career, but like... That um, North Carolina era? Just didn't... Yeah. Just like didn't have... He didn't have great weapons in college, and Kaiser... I mean, I guess... I don't, I don't know what you consider Will Fuller to be. He started out really great for like three games, good enough to beat the Chiefs, and then was not great down I mean, the stretch last year, but... Um, I like Kaiser the most of those big four. Where did you wow, have him number in your, one of of those big four? Kaiser is the one that I like the most. Wow, um, he Amazing. is he is not my number one quarterback. Oh, I got him at ninth. You have Kaiser at ninth out of ten. Out of ten, who's tenth? Uh, oh, you want it right now? Yeah, just Josh Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> at least he beat out Josh Dobbs. <laughs> we got one. Yes. Um, all right. So of the rest of the guys. Um, the other guys that I watched, I have Chad Kelly, Nathan Peterman, Gerard Evans, Josh Dobbs, 
Davis Webb, and Brad Kaya. Those are the other six I watched. Yep. So that makes ten. Yep. Right? Yep. Those are the other guys we're going to talk about? Yeah. Um, the only guy that I took a pretty extended look at is the guy that is my number one quarterback. And the reason I say that he's my number one is like this is the guy that I want the most. So you wouldn't take him over the other guys? I wouldn't necessarily take him over the other guys, but like based on where I think needs are on the team and how much I like this guy in comparison to the others and the fact that I don't think any of them are like ready to play right now. I don't think any of them are. And granted, they don't have to be, but like, I just, I can't, I'm, I don't see a huge differentiation between most of these guys. Yeah. They have different types of skills, but like, I don't. Def- paralysis by analysis definitely kicks in after watching enough of them. You watch. Yeah. Man, they all have some good things, they all have some bad things. <laughs> right. I'm done watching this. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's when you shelve it for a week and, and pick it, pick it back up later. So, you had Watson one. Yep. Let's. How about this? Let's go through your rankings. My rankings. And I will comment on the other six. All right. So the other six. I told you I had a quarterback. I fell for. Yeah. You did. Did you figure out who it was? Uh, no, I haven't. But like I said, let's just go. Let's go through. Let's go through your rankings. Oh, all and we go through them. Yeah, go through your ten. All right. The guy was the guy I fell for. He only has two games on draft breakdown. Oh. But man, I really liked it. I really liked what I saw. Watson's, but Watson's one, right? Watson's, yeah, yeah. Watson's one. Mahomes is two. Okay. And then there's a pretty big gap. Okay. Uh, number three, Gerard Evans. Okay. From Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this for. is the guy you fell for. This is the guy I fell for. Okay. Uh, he only had two games on there, so that's part of it. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of it I'm not seeing. Uh, he was a JUCO guy. I looked up some articles. It was like. It's like some comments from the other coach, like, we all know who the best player on the field was for both teams. It was like, he was pretty much just, like, completely dominant. He actually got hurt. They were winning every game, like, 70 to 21. Uh, he got hurt. Eventually goes to Virginia Tech. He's only started there the one year this year. Virginia Tech's usually a defensive team. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, they were more offensive. They put up more points than you'd expect from your Didn't normal. have Frank Beamer anymore. No more Beamer ball. Was he really not there? Yeah, I think they got a new coach. Huh. Pretty sure. Didn't, didn't even notice. Yeah, I think I think he retired within the last two or three seasons. But he yeah, he hung it up. Uh so I first pull up Gerard I think it's Gerard. I don't even know on this. So I first pull up Gerard Evans and I'm watching and I'm just like, man, it doesn't doesn't look like a quarterback. Like he's making these throws and it's kinda got like a slow delivery, I think. I think that's what's doing it. Um but man, I was like, he's pretty dang accurate with it though. Actually, he's really accurate. Man, hmm. this guy cannot miss. Like, I just kept getting more and more impressed. Huh. Like, he just kept putting balls where they needed to be. Uh, there was a lot of stops and slants. God, they throw so many slants. Uh, he, would, he would run power runs up the middle. Uh, he kind of reminds me of, like, the college basketball player who you see, and he's, like, really effective. But you're like, I'm not sure how his game will translate to the pros. For whatever reason. I've always had a problem understanding why someone's game won't translate from college to the pros. They're playing the same game. They're obviously going up in quality, but some guys just cannot make that leap, like, at all. And I'm always like, man, give him a shot. Like, he's, mm. he's he was good. He was productive here. Like, he'll be productive there. And sometimes I look really smart, and sometimes it's just, like, nothing. Um, 
I also heard Mike Mayock on his little draft podcast this week, his little conference call. He said Gerard Evans wouldn't get drafted. Oh. Uh, so that kind of uh, maybe <laughs> dampered me a little bit, but I'm still high on him. Um, but, so I listened to this QB, do you know QB Class? Yeah. On Derek, Twitter? Derek Class. He does those little, uh, little podcasts on each quarterback. He spent like 10 minutes talking about each quarterback kind yep. of thing. Uh, he, he, and he had like his little advanced stats. He had him at second in accuracy behind Trubisky. He had him second in big play percentage behind Kaiser. And he had him first in deep ball accuracy. Hmm. Uh, so I think like the production is just there. It's just if that can translate. And if you're going to tell me it's not going to translate, then that's fine. Then, I'll, then I will concede. Um, last thing on him, his cover photo on Twitter it's all these quarterbacks in the NFL draft, like all the top quarterbacks, and Evans isn't on it. So it's like nine quarterbacks, and they're all like, I think like Deshaun Watson's in the middle, and then it mm-hmm. kind of like, they kind of pyramid out, and he's not on there. And it's his cover photo on Twitter. Okay. Love it. You loved it. Yeah. All right. So I fell for him. This is my guy. Uh, he's your number three. So Gerard Evans. Um, this is the interesting thing about how, I guess... Scouting works, especially amateur scouting. Yeah. We watched the exact same only two games. Two games yeah. And I thought his accuracy was all over the place. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't... I What I saw from him, the way that he's built and the way that he plays, I said, this is Cam. Like, that's that's the Cam Newton. Um I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, but that's... As far as, as far as, like, actual playing style, like, that's what he looks like. He is big... And he is strong, but he's still really athletic. And the thing with Cam that I think people did have questions about was his accuracy, because it was like, man, that guy can really throw the ball. But like sometimes he throws it so hard and so on a line that it's like the receiver can't get to that ball. He doesn't bring it down enough. And um, yeah, not not a lot of touch. Touch is not his uh, strong suit. So, um, I mean, but that's what I put for Evans. I don't have him in, in a rank, but I just said Gerard Evans, he looks and plays like Cam Newton, but boy, is his accuracy all over the place. Really? Yeah. Well, at least I got some stats on my side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, he's probably watching all of his games, and I'm just watching the two games. Right. He was, he was how I found him, actually, because he had like his, he did his top ten, and he had Evans at fifth. Mm-hmm. He had him as QB5. So I was, I was really shocked to see or hear Mayock say, like, really definitively, like, I don't think he'll get drafted. Hmm. He was like, I don't understand why he came out this year, because he came out as a junior. Yep. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of people that questioned that, that decision. But so they, I, but they made the same question about Deshaun Kaiser. So. Yeah. Uh, who's your number four? Number four. Your boy. My boy. Your boy. This is my number one boy? Chad Kelly. Yeah! Chad Kelly! Chaddy Kelly. Uh... I like him. I mean, I think all you really need to know is Alabama had this completely dominant defense this year, and he threw for 450 yards. <laughs> and it was like, if you look at everyone else's passing yards, they're all under 200. Yeah. Including, well, you talk. One of, oh, it was Dobbs. Dobbs threw for like 60 yards against Alabama this year. <laughs> all right, so Chad Kelly. Um, I love how we revealed him as Dirk's fourth quarterback, but this is the guy that I want the most. Chad I mean, it was Kelly. Obvious. Everybody knew. Yeah, Everybody knew. I would think so. Um, you, you ain't shirting for Brad Kaya here. No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> um, Chad Kelly, um, really, 
really fiery competitor. Um, reminded me a lot of Philip Rivers in that regard. Um, he's an asshole. Like, Chad Kelly, it, you just don't... You, you don't want to play against that guy. He's a freaking madman. Like, I absolutely love Chad Kelly. So hyper-competitive that a rumor was that he went onto the field of his younger brother's high school game and got in a That's physical altercation. not a rumor. There's but, a video of it. Oh, I thought that they said that he... The reason that it was bad is because he actually, like, touched somebody, but he didn't touch anyone, though he did go on the field. There's video of it. I've seen the video. I haven't seen the video. And I thought I thought the story was somebody, like, cheap-shotted his brother. Yeah. And he was watching on the sidelines and, like, just got involved. And I don't think he really did anything, but he was definitely on the field... So that like was in the scuffle. What I read was went on the field and it was being talked about that he had like got in there and like grabbed the kid. I think it was just like there was like just like a pile up because it was like oh. a super dirty hit and so like both teams just kind of came together and just kind of and Chad Kelly pushing happened and words, to be involved. And in he it. was in there like right. like the video like stops and points at a guy like in the middle like this is Chad Kelly. Um, I kind of like that though. Yeah, it was his <laughs> brother getting cheap shotted. That's what I'm saying. I kind of like, like it. Like, check, he's, he is an asshole. He got kicked out of Clemson. Um, nobody really knows why. They say conduct detrimental to the team. Um, went to JUCO, won a national title. And um, before he even got to Clemson, four-time national punt, pass, and kick winner. This kid is a winner. Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly, four-time <laughs> national that's a kick winner. Damn. So, so I know he and Andy are linked up. Well, if we draft him, we can cut Colquitt. There you go. <laughs> um, look, I mean, dude, his his list of off-field stuff is a mile long at this point, And I think all of it is pretty minor. Um, there's a picture of him. It looks like he's rolling a joint. What? Um, he kept... He kept, trying to, <laughs> he kept trying to have sex with a porn star, yeah. and the yeah, only DMs linked, the linked, only right? reason that that it became a thing is because she was so she's like a Florida State fan or something, and so it was they were she, playing each other. Yeah, and it was like he, well, I don't know, whatever. She's. I don't. I got nothing to say. Um, you didn't scout uh, her. What? You didn't scout her. Oh no! I mean, I've, <laughs> I've seen it. Um, but no, I just I don't. For that, like, whatever. He's a college kid. College kids do dumb stuff. Um, well, what's his one bad one? Did he hit someone? No. So the bad one is that apparently he got into an altercation at a oh, bar yeah, he, like, and pulled out a gun said, or something, or said he was going to get a gun. He said. I'm. I will come back and spray this place or something. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of like, but like, I just think I think that he's just such a, like a heated guy. I know that his temperament and everything is like is not. It's not professional. It's not at all. And I know that like this guy, he may not last. Like he could he could be Jeff George or something. Like I don't I don't know. But man, I like Chad Kelly. Holy crap. I loved watching him even before I knew like that he was dealing with some of this off-field stuff, that any of these incidents happened. It was like I watched Ole Miss when they went on that great run in 2015 
They seemed like they came out of nowhere. And well, they had that huge recruiting class it was, out of nowhere, and, and they, they got were to, obviously paying players, and it, that came out. And they got to add him to that yes. because he because he left Clemson or got kicked out of Clemson. But yeah, it's Larry and he Russell. Was at, he and was at the school to have like the last and, chance you or whatever. Oh, was he? Yeah. Huh. Not he was he's not on the show, but he was there the year before, I think. Oh, okay. Is that when he won his national title? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I look, I have no idea if Chad Kelly's gonna be good, but I'm amazed how low ranked he is. I will the reason that I feel like every mock draft I see has like us taking a quarterback early and then Chad Kelly in like the fifth round. Awesome. I mean look, if you give mock me, draft by like Chiefs fans. Give us oh yeah, give me multiple shots <laughs> at it. I don't care. Um I, I think that I see a lot in Chad Kelly that I really, really like. Um, and as we go through some of these other guys, I think it'll be pretty clear as to why I want Chad Kelly. Um, I, want, I want a quarterback. I think Chad Kelly is as good as the, the top four guys, and I think that you can get him later. So that's that's pretty much it. I like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you can sell it to the fan base necessarily, but... Well, but it that's the thing is that I don't I don't know. Well, and that's the thing is that do they have to? They're selling Alex as the no. quarterback right now. Like as much as we want the team to take a quarterback, you can see that they've clearly done their homework. And if what they decide is we're going to take Chad Kelly in like the fourth round and address these other needs, there's going to probably be less pressure and less expectation that Chad Kelly is the quarterback of the future. People are going to be like, all right, they decided that they want to take a quarterback in 2018. And whether they end up doing that or not, I don't know. But um, who? How? Read off the the other guys, the rest of your rankings. Okay, that's, so that's top four. Uh, number five, Davis Webb or Webb Davis, whatever one it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know why I have him at number five. Actually, I wanted to believe in this guy. I was kind of sold because he's he's he really likes football, like the coach's son. You know, he'll have it mm-hmm. mentally. He will be prepared. Um, he had an aspect to him where he's kind of always moving his feet or pump faking or moving his eyes around, like just always kind of setting up his throw. Look like Peyton a little bit to me. Yeah, and I feel like the great quarterbacks kind of do that. I feel like Alex kind of does that because Alex, mm-hmm. the quarterbacks who have maximized their abilities, kind of do that. Like I know I'm throwing this ball to the right, but when I take the snap, I'm going to look left first mm-hmm. just to set everything up. Like I feel like he had some of that. Um, after watching him, I feel like college football should uh, outlaw the screen because I watched him throw so many screen passes. Oh, yeah. All these quarterbacks, man. It's just like, <coughs> can I get a draft breakdown video like where they don't throw screens? Hmm. Um, he had a really great deep ball. Very questionable accuracy underneath. Um, eh, eh. He's also in, like, the air raid kind of system. Yeah. It gets thrown in there. But, yeah, a lot of short, short, short oh, yeah. passes. Over, you hear air over, raid, and it's not like they're chucking the ball down over. the field. But yeah, yeah, they are different. So I can kind of see it with him. I kind of got some glimpses sometimes, but there's also some uh, problems with him. Yeah. Obviously. I, um... Cal lost their top six receivers. They all left. Really? With... Um, what's this nuts Goff yeah and I'm not like Josh Goff is gone so we're leaving too Jared. but whatever Josh Goff don't worry he's forgettable it, yeah he, he's very um, but yeah they lost their top six receivers before he arrived 
Uh, the offensive line was really bad. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I guess when I watched Webb, he really reminded me of Nick Foles coming out. I can see that. Um, and, and it's just like, he's a quarterback. Like, that's just what he, he looks like a quarterback. He's built like a quarterback. Yeah. He's, you know, 6'5", and he throws the ball well. Um, he just, he really needs some coaching. So, yeah. I mean, like, I, I could see if if they wanted to hope that he's there in the second round. Some people are saying that he's going to be that quarterback that, like, creeps into the back end of the first, that someone trades into the back end of the first yeah. to take. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I would, think that I if... I would be thrilled with him at 27 or 28 or whatever I pick. definitely would not, but... Well, I'd probably come around because we took a quarterback, but, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd much rather... I don't know. I could. I could. I don't know, can you be much. happy with a guy in the second round, but not in the first round? If it's quarterback, does that even work? Yes, to me, you can, and that's primarily because you can pick someone. I want the first. I want someone else more than him, but oh, I I still like that guy. Okay. With Webb, like he's also not very much of a gamer. Like <laughs> a couple of these guys we talked about, Mahomes yeah. is kind of a gamer. Yeah. Deshaun Watson definitely a gamer. Uh, I think Nathan Peterman's a gamer. Uh, Webb Davis, it's he was kind of an ungamer. I could just, I, I don't know, I softness. The Foles thing too, could be because his name's Webb. Yeah, well, it's, that's his last name. <laughs> it's, it's, I still can't get it right. It's Davis, Davis Webb. It's Davis Webb. I've called him <laughs> Webb Davis every time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I the, with the Foles thing too, like it kind of fits a little bit. Um, at, like as a second rounder, that's just kind of like in my head. Um. And I mean that's Andy. Andy took second round quarterbacks. Kevin Cobb. Did Nick you do Foles. a floor for him? No, I didn't. Because it's Blaine Gabbert. Because oh yeah, I can see they kind of look alike. Yeah, okay. they're pretty similar. All right. Um, the other guys that you haven't talked about are Brad Kaya, Nate Peterman, and Josh Dobbs. You had Josh Dobbs ten. So yeah. I will chime in on that and just say Josh Dobbs is a runner with an okay arm, and he's just not my type at all. Just don't. I yeah, just I didn't, didn't. I didn't see it with him. Nope. I thought his accuracy was bad. His game against South Carolina was just dreadful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and he is the reason that Nate Peterman transferred. I and mean, this this class is they're all tied. Man, it's really weird. It's really uh, weird. so I had Peterman at seven actually. Okay. Uh, I just kind of liked him. Um, <laughs> can I tell you something? What? The Chiefs are going to draft Nate Peterman. Uh, well, my unnamed chief source didn't drop Nathan Peterman by name. Yeah, I think as as the quarterback to keep an eye on. I think he's the guy that they're going to draft. I think that Peterman is the best fit of all these guys. Like coming out right now, he could he could probably be the backup. Yeah, he actually took snaps under center. Yeah, that's like his best quality. Um, <laughs> I th- I think he's a really good fit for the offense. I think that he's like he is in Andy Reid's type a hundred percent. But the thing, like when I watched Peterman, he does every single thing that we hate about Alex Smith. He is the Alex he Smith. does it. He does. He's the Alex Smith comparison. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable! I watched a game. I can't remember which one it was, but I watched a game where Pitt was winning like the entire time. They ended up losing, and the last it was North Carolina. The last I don't know six or eight series they got to like. Somewhere between third and four and third and nine, and every single one was an incomplete pass or a throw short of the sticks. Every time I sat there and watched it, and it was like third and six, third and five, third and seven, third and eight, just over and over and over again. And I'm like, oh, bad pass, bad decision. 
over and over and over, and they ended up giving the game away. It was like that was in my notes. Alex Smith not asked to win games versus UNC threw four straight third down passes in game because they're only showing his throws. Yeah, and so his throws were third down over and over and over because they're just running on first and second. They're just trying to get rid of the clock. Like they didn't really trust him. Gave it to that guy Connor. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's limited. His arm strength's pretty weak. Like he throws an out to the opposing side of the field, and it's takes some time to get there. Exactly. You check your watch yeah. in the middle of the throw. <laughs> uh, he also caught a pass for Virginia Tech, though. Took a huge hit, held onto the ball, stood the guy up, and then immediately put his dick in the defender's face. <laughs> so he did. That's what put him above Okay. Uh, whoever number eight is. Uh, per- Kaya. Oh, and also the pitch shovel pass. Did you get to enjoy the beauty of the pitch shovel pass? <laughs> I, I, that play is going to revolutionize. And I didn't realize it. But it makes sense because I haven't rewatched the the Steelers loss. But the Chiefs are running it. Mm-hmm. It's like a triple option, where that say the quarterback gets it and he's say say he runs right and he's got the the back the running back to pitch behind him or he's in front of him. We were using Travis Kelsey. It's a shovel pass, mm-hmm. and he can kind of choose either way. That was kind of interesting. I think that pass his his offense coordinator is very lauded. Okay. Well, um, I kind of like Bjorn. He was he was okay, but he's I mean, he's the game manager type. I he is, I think Peterman is the guy. He is Alex going Smith two Yeah, I absolutely think that Peterman is the guy they're going to take, and it's just like Andy's going to look at it and, and and repeat himself on. I wish I could have had Alex Smith as a rookie, and he's going to get Nathan Peterman yeah. as a rookie yeah. and think that he's going to be able to get somewhere better. And because I've and, said multiple times on this show, I, would, I yeah. wouldn't mind Alex Smith if he was on a rookie contract. <laughs> we are going to be stuck with Alex Smith on a rookie contract. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, folks, but that is my expectation is that the Chiefs wait and take Nathan Peterman in the second or third round. Yeah. Um, and then it's not a huge expectation. They will still try to stick with Alex and you know, we'll see. But that's that is my expectation. What do I want? I want to take Chad Kelly in that spot instead of Peterman, basically. Um, what do you want? I want Deshaun Watson. You want Deshaun Watson? Do well, you? No matter what it takes. No matter what it takes. Yes. Okay, so that's interesting. That's where I want to talk about trading up. This is something that I guess we teased a little bit. It's what everybody wants to hear. Would you trade up for a quarterback? What are you willing to give up? How far do you have to go? What do you... What, I mean, how do you... Well, we talk about this so much. We all want to draft a quarterback, obviously. Yep. Uh, we think that the Chiefs want to. Based on their draft history, it's... What are you going to do to replace the guy that you have to get rid of the next year? That right now is Alex Smith. Unless you want to pay him $22 million in 2018, or give him a new big contract... You have to replace him. Those are the options. Yeah, I don't... You're paying him $22 million, You're giving him an, another huge contract. Huge. Bigger than the last one. Yeah. Or you're moving on. And you're... Those and are the you options. you have him signing it at 33 or 34 years old. You're talking about... Yeah. Even if it's just like a f- few years of extension. Like, it's not... It's, I don't think it's going to be pretty either way. So, say they want a quarterback. You still have to have the guy that you like be available for you to pick. Say they like two of these four quarterbacks, but those two are gone at 27. Then what? They're not just going to take a quarterback because they want a quarterback the most. Yeah, They're not going to take Deshaun Kaiser if they don't like him. Correct. Uh, so their guy has to be there. 
to take him. Uh, and the only way to ensure that to happen, really, is to trade up to a specific spot where he is <laughs> still on the board. Okay. Um, I am in favor of it just because I think it's so <coughs> important to come away with a quarterback in this draft. Okay. And hopefully that means trading away like one of the third-round picks and maybe next year's third-round pick or something. Um, and I'm all for it. If it's going to get your guy, yes. Okay. Not to mention, I trust Andy Reid more than you or I put together. Oh, yeah. And so if Andy Reid's pulling the strings on trading up, hell yeah. Sign me up. I mean, look, I'm not going to be upset if they have identified a quarterback and they trade up to, to draft one of these guys. If they trade up into the top five and give up the entire draft for Mitch Trubisky, I'm... I'm going to be like, really? And then I'm going to be like, awesome. The city's going to explode. It doesn't... Yeah. If we take it. It doesn't... It's going to explode. I I will be perfectly happy, but that is based on the trust that I have in the men that are making the decisions, not based on, like, I really want them to trade up to get Deshaun Watson. It's not... It's I, None of those guys... I mean, you guys heard me. Like, the, my two favorite players... Of those quarterbacks are Deshaun Kaiser and Chad Kelly, neither of which you're going to have to trade up for, and you think one of them is going to fall to the third round, and other people are looking at Chad Kelly saying, like, is he on everybody's draft board? Mm -hmm. You know, like, and those are the guys that I like. So that's not me even trying to set myself up to be like, "Mm, you know, like, I I don't want to get my feelings hurt because the Chiefs won't draft a quarterback early. Like, it's it's not that. Those are just, those are the guys that I like the most out of this group. Um, but, you know, I'm just an amateur, I suppose. Hey. Um, I will say this. Some of this has to do, again, with the positions. And, like, the depth at them, or how I feel about the guys that I watched at them. I would trade up to draft Charles Harris, the pass rusher from Missouri, before I would trade up for any of the top four quarterbacks. I would be more inclined to try to guarantee myself having Charles Harris than one of these particular quarterbacks. And then what? I'm just saying. That that, that is that is like that is just my my take on it. Like people have asked if the Chiefs are going to trade up and it's presumably for a quarterback. And I again I will be excited if they do because I trust the guys in charge. But like if I were running the show I would be more inclined to trade up to guarantee that I could have Charles Harris than to have one of these quarterbacks. Hmm. I'm, I'm so focused on getting the next on, quarterback, on in quarterback. that I can't, yeah. I can't even think about anything else. Yeah, like that would, I, I wouldn't like it. I'll say that. I don't. I mean, I don't it's want just, them to trade up for him, but it I, just puts you farther away from from the next quarterback, from the I, quarterback future. I think that Charles Harris is the guy that I want in the first round. I believe that he is the pick that I want. But you can you can rep, you can say all of that with Chad Kelly in your back pocket. With, with you him, well, him or Kaiser at this point, frankly. I mean, I would love to see them okay. take Kaiser at 27. But, I mean, the way that people are talking about him, I don't know if it's teams posturing that want Kaiser at the back of the first round. And so... I think you know they. He just seems like the, like Mayock had him first as his quarterback, like his little top five groups. Dropped him to fourth, like out of nowhere. 
It's just like everybody this offseason has just kind of... Yeah. He, he's just been skyfalling. Yeah. Skyfalling? Yeah. Uh, sky diving? Freefalling? Freefalling, yeah. Freefalling. Yeah, there we go. Um, are there... I want to ask you real quickly about the injured players in this draft. Um, the primary guys are Sidney Jones, who is kind of the Marcus Peters clone from Washington. Um... He was the the more athletic and I'd say smaller, but that's mainly because Kevin King. It looks like, it honestly they looked like Sean Smith and Marcus Peters out there. Hey. Is, is what those corners looked like. You know which one I'll take. Um, you want the Sean Smith, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Sidney Jones was a guy that was looked at as a top fifteen pick, and then he got hurt yeah, yeah, at his yeah. pro day. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, then I'm I not crazy re- about it. No, no. The Just, drafting of injured players has not worked out. It has not worked out for really. People I, I think everybody are all about it, uh, but the, it really hasn't worked out. The weirdest thing is that like the only guy that I that I'm remembering that was hurt like as a rookie and then has become good is Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey <laughs> was not hurt when we drafted him, but wow. he got hurt. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if any I mean, of these like, guys Lattimore comes in, shirt comes year, to mind. San Francisco took like another offensive tank, lineman, Tank Carradine. He was. Uh, pass rusher from Florida State. They oh, took okay. both of those guys, and neither one of them really worked out. But and then Miles Jack, did he play last year? He did a little bit. It was okay. Uh, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. They're saying, I mean, hoping he can come back. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to. Work. Like, they still don't know he's going to come back. Right. Much. Right. And maybe this dude's injury wasn't that bad. I don't. Uh, I, I don't even know what it was, but it has dropped him quite a bit. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I like Jig Butt. Yeah. I want I want that butt. I've, I've heard that. I'll I'll take that butt in like the third or fourth round. The only reason I think he's gonna I'm gonna get fall some butt in the third or fourth round too. Yeah, man. <laughs> Are there any other guys that you liked? I know you spent most of your time on quarterbacks. Uh, I got some some sleepers here. How about Ruben Foster, the newest member of Team Pot? So I don't think Team Diluted. <laughs> yeah, as you can see, I don't think he's on Team Pot. He uh, might be. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, um, but man, if that could cause him to fall to us. I'm all for that. So, I saw one mock draft have. Sorry, did you want to talk Ruben Foster? Go ahead. Is is like if you if all four quarterbacks are gone, at least the, these top four guys. If, if my my top four, <laughs> if Gerard Evans is gone at 27, <laughs> <laughs> I mean we know that there is a a technically a big four. I think that's what is considered, right? I mean maybe yeah, yeah. maybe no, Kaiser's not in that group anymore. I don't know, but. Um, Basically, let's say if the Chiefs quarterback is not there, the guy that they want, they yeah. don't trade up and they're waiting and, and yeah. somebody trades in front of them or whatever because uh-huh. that's happened plenty of times. Yeah. Um, is Ruben Foster like the number one consolation prize? Is that, that. is that like what people would maybe want most after a quarterback is to have Ruben Foster there at 27 and draft? Is there any chance Leonard Fournette falls that far? I don't think so. I feel like someone had him doing that, but now it seems like everyone has him going to Carolina. I think he's going to go in the top ten. That's fine. Um, I really like Dalvin Cook. Um, I don't know these guys, so it's, it's hard for me to comment on them. Yeah. I, like, I know their names. Uh, I know Ruben Foster was considered extremely good. Did and you if, watch like, him a all? diluted pass, uh, piss test is going to oh, cause him to drop. Oh, it's a lot more than that. He's had... Ruben Foster has had oh he's had injuries the too. worst pre-draft process 
like of, of any of these guys. Okay. It's been really bad. He left the combine early because he yelled at a doctor. They said it was like actually got a physical altercation. Well, wouldn't that be related to the piss test? Because um, I remember he was all pissed off at the combine. Well, they were saying... Um, my understanding was it was more about like he has some nagging injuries and was trying to push himself... Hence, ended up having the diluted test because he had been sick. Yeah. But he also wasn't, like, completely healthy and probably wasn't going to compete in everything. And those medicals, it's like, they want to, like, take your arm and bend it back here and do all the weird things to, like, see what your body is doing. Uh-huh. And the it's a marathon of all those tests, and you never know when it's going to start. And it's just, they don't care. <laughs> and so it sounded like he just... He just didn't. He didn't take well to how it was happening. Um, dude, he's nasty. <laughs> he's that dude is. Yeah, a, he's the top and I mean, he's he's one of the top needs, and he's supposed to be super good. And that would be him falling a little bit. Like I like the guys. I will always like the guys who are ranked higher at the end of the season as opposed to the guys who are now. So like the draft risers, I tend to not like, and the draft fallers, I tend to like. Oh, so Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. like him then, right? Well, not really. <laughs> no, <I> no. <laughs> how about how about that Pat Mahomes flying I, up the I, charts? Yes. He is the opposite. Yes. Um, Reuben Foster, so good, apparently, that, um, I mean, for weeks I was hearing Seren Petro, and actually have seen others now, asking if the Chiefs should trade up to go get this guy, because people think he's going to be an all-pro linebacker. Um, I think that inside linebacker is very deep, and I mean, if Reuben Foster is there at 27 and the Chiefs decide that's the guy they want, I'm all about it, but I think there are other guys at inside linebacker to be had in the second or third round that look really good, too. Gotcha. I've seen the that Raekwon McMillan, mm-hmm. who is our Craig Stout's uh, boy, Yeah. Um, and I saw him mock to us in the second round the other day. Yeah. I was texting with him whether to see that was... Actually possible, because I thought he was a first-rounder No, he for a was while. probably not a first-rounder. Oh, no, okay. Well, he seemed uh, like the kind of guy that I th- I looked at it and said, you know, that he would be kind of the ideal candidate in the yeah, second or third. second round, I'm all down with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, some other guy. I got some very deep sleepers, I think, looking at these. Okay. How about Dari Ogunbowale? No idea. You picked him out because of the name, right? No. Wisconsin backup running back. Oh, So we played against Wisconsin this year, Nebraska that is. Mm -hmm. And their starting running back, who was supposed to get drafted, Clement, I think? Uh, I don't know. I don't have his name for me. He's supposed to get drafted, and this guy's listed as like a seventh round prospect. Keep an eye on him. He was very good. How about Hardy Nickerson? Junior? I've heard people say that he's really bad. (laughs) Like, like he's he's going to, like... Get every opportunity to make a team yeah. because of the pedigree, <laughs> but he probably won't get drafted. He'll get undrafted with and, the Buccaneers. And it'll be like he'll be like a special teamer, and yeah, they've said he's he's bad. Yeah, C- CBS had the seventh round draft too. Ben Bulwer. Yeah. is it Ben Bulwer? Yeah. Wait, what? <coughs> no, he's not. He's not Peter Bulwer. Oh well, whatever. I just he's assumed, white. I just assumed he was. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Unless he, unless his wife's like a uh, albino woman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but Ben Bulwer, he was the guy from Clemson that was. Like dissecting plays, like constantly. Oh, okay. Um, but he's sounds he's like my kind of guy. Sounds like he's my kind of guy. Okay. How about Stephen Carter, tight end from Nebraska? Oh, grossly underused. 
seems like a professional tight end, uh, but Tommy Armstrong's really bad, so mm-hmm. that's why I like him. Okay. Uh, how about Tommy Armstrong? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> how about George Kittle, the tight end from Iowa? I watched no. one blocking video where he was dominant. Totally sold. Um, he's an interesting guy. I thought that I thought that Kittle would be. Like, he could step into the Chiefs and play the same role that he did at Iowa, which was, like, he was the second tight end. And so every time that he... It seemed like... I watched, like, a highlight tape on him, and every one of his touchdowns, there was nobody within, like, four yards of him. (laughs) And so it was like, he would be a great second tight end of this offense. Like, all the other people would take all of this, and he's just going to be used to running and being open. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of having a blocking tight end, but I was born and raised on Jason Dunn. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, That's why I like Jake Butt. Jake Butt. I think he's a very well-rounded butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about Juju Smith-Schuster? He's okay. I remember that guy being really good, and he was only like a second or third round guy. Yeah, all those USC wide receivers, man, they end up... they they. Like, look great when they first come, and then they start falling down. I can see that. You know? I can see that. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. That's it. I had I had surprisingly few number of players that, yeah. you know, I recognize this year. So I, I didn't really understand. Okay. I guess I'm just watching less and less college football. Um, I mean, anybody that's been paying attention on Twitter knows that I love Charles Harris. Um, he's the kind of guy that you don't want to play against. That's just what he looks like to me on tape. Um the West Virginia tape is the one that uh, like really got me excited about him, and he just he put on a show, man. I saw him get to the quarterback like five different ways. It wasn't the D Ford like, oh wow, he's really fast. Oh wow, he gets around the corner. Like, no, this guy had all these different counter moves, and it was just as much beating the offensive tackle as it was doing stunts and going inside and beating interior linemen. He was doing everything. I have, I'm enamored with Charles Harris. I think that he's going to be excellent. Okay. Um, the other pass rusher that I guess I've liked um, from what I've watched, and this is the reason I think I'm so high on Charles Harris, is because most of the other guys that I've watched, I've just been like, eh. So it seems like for the pass rushers for me, I know people say it's a deep class, but I'm kind of like Charles Harris or bust. Most of the other guys I didn't like very much. Huh. Um, but See, Therese, Therese had his last mock come out. Tyus Bowser. And we picked, yeah, Tyus Bowser, and then he had, like, I think the next four picks were all edge rushers. And I think Charles Harris was one of them, too. Um, I think he went after we took Bowser, yes. which I was like, okay, yeah. Therese, I don't agree with you. Yeah. Um, one, of them was, uh, one of them was one of the Watts, or not one of the Watts, was Watt, I yeah. think. TJ. One of them was Taco Charlton. Mm-hmm. I remember him being really good. I, had, I found a random note in my phone. I was watching Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. Or no, I found a random tweet, I think. And it was like, Ohio State can't block Michigan. Taco Charlton just got hurt. Now they can't rush the quarterback. Yeah. And that, that's all I need to see. They that's have enough a, for me. They have a defensive tackle, uh, Chris Wormley, that I like a lot more than I like Taco. Taco seems like more of a 4-3 DN, though, than a 3-4 outside linebacker. So I don't think he really fits for us. Uh, there's a guy named Derek Rivers that played at Youngstown State for your former boy, Bo Pelini. Yeah! Um, Current boy. Yeah, I mean, he's he's raw. He, I like him he more at Youngstown State than Nebraska, actually. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, Rivers has an elite athletic profile. Um, 
He's a penguin. He tested in some some pretty amazing ways. Um, I mean, we're talking like the spark. It's the spark guy. I don't know if that's like the right way to say it, um, but basically, in the last twelve years of drafts, only six top one hundred college pass rushers recorded a four six one forty and a sub seven three cone. Weighing over 245 pounds. The list is Von Miller, Vic Beasley, Anthony Barr, Demarcus Ware, Connor Barwin, and Cliff Averill. And then Derek Rivers. Hmm. Um, so just, it, it, again, that's only talking about athleticism. He's definitely raw. He needs some time. But um, he looks he looks pretty good. Um, the other linebackers. So you were talking about Raquan McMillan. The actual inside linebacker that I want is Zach Cunningham. The kid from Vanderbilt. Okay. Um, the only good player on his defense had to make every tackle. So they talk about a lot of missed tackles with him, but it was like, it's. Um, I've heard a couple people compare him to Luke Keekley as far as being the only good player on the defense, where it's like he ran himself out of plays and sometimes. People were questioning, like, I don't know if he's good or not, but it was because oh, he was in, the only... In college? Yeah, because it was like he's the only guy on his defense. Where did Keekley play? Boston College. Okay. So um, the guy that came to my mind was Patrick Willis. Oh. Playing for, like, some crappy old Miss teams. Oh, man, he was so good in college. Uh, Cunningham, eerily reminiscent of Derek Johnson. Runs around blocks, does not like contact in the box like not that. Not a thumper? Not a thumper. Not a thumper. Um, but like sideline to sideline and more of a like gets to the guy and drags him to the ground than lights people up. But every once in a while you get that DJ special and you're like, oh man, uh, Zach Cunningham. I've seen his name to the Chiefs a lot. If you seriously turn, turn on a game and it, it looks like Derek Johnson. It's unbelievable. They're very, very similar. Um, the, the other kind of like random guy that I like, um, I actually got turned on to him when watching Gerard Evans is his number one receiver at Virginia Tech, Isaiah Ford. Okay. Um, this guy is listed at about 6'1", 200 pounds. Like a first-round guy? No, 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 no. This is like a mid-round guy. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but, man, his body control, both like in the air, adjusting to the ball, and then like sideline Come on, he didn't have to awareness. adjust to any balls. <laughs> right, such a, a incredibly athletic <laughs> or an accurate quarterback. <laughs> um, no, I I just uh, man in watching him, I he really reminded me of kind of a Chad Johnson or like Santonio Holmes sort of guy, like a technician ran really good routes, was open a lot because of the way that he ran routes, but man, like not not an imposing body. But just great, great in the air. I do you, really, do you I, want to draft a receiver? This is the kind of guy that I I didn't even want to look at any of the early players. It was basically there. just like, okay, if you want to draft me a guy in the fourth or fifth round, kind of like taking Demarcus Robinson, like, sure. Gotcha. You know, if you draft a guy like that and it pushes out Albert Wilson, all right, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, we got, what, 10 picks or whatever. You would, yeah. You'd almost expect They'll one of them probably a take a receiver, right. Um, but the other guys that I watched that I really spent a lot of time on was running back. Um, and it's because like, I think it's a big need and we had talked quite a bit, I think early in the process about the 
the team potentially drafting a court or drafting a running back. So, yeah, this is one thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, I feel like they're going to take a running back high. Yeah, um, I mean, I could I could see it, but but when I look at who's graded, it's kind of like the first rounds: Fournette, Cook, and McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and the second round was Kamara from Tennessee, and then the third round was Mixon. Although it seems like he's going to go way earlier than that now. Kind of does, yeah. Uh, but then the running back six was ranked 116th. So it was kind of like a fourth round guy. So I was just, I feel like the Chiefs want to take a running back high, but there's not really that many guys mm-hmm. rated high. You know, it's, do they take on Joe Mixon after, uh, you know, doing Tyreek last year? Um, do they take one of the guys in the first round? I don't think they'll last to the second round. Mm-hmm. And then there's only Kamara in there. Otherwise, you're waiting till the fourth round. So what do you think? What do you think is likely in there? Wait until the fourth round. I think that they're going to wait, and frankly, I want them to. But then also, I, I hear it like it's so deep. I so that makes me want to think. Backs, that makes me want to think like take two guys between rounds four and six. Yeah. That would be uh, that would be my strategy, viewing it from a distance. I I got to uh, I talked you into watching Tariq Cohen. Yeah. From North Carolina A and T. Yeah. 5'6", 180 pounds, three-time FCS All-American. How'd you feel about him? He's fun. <laughs> He's really fun. He looks like Darren Sproles, man. Yeah, he looks very much like Darren Sproles. Yeah. Um, but, I guess the problem is, both of us immediately go to Darren Sproles. Who else is there? Who, who are the other Darren Sproles? Like, there's all these tiny running backs that I'm sure we're all James good in college. White. I don't think I mean not as tiny, I guess. I don't know. Deion Lewis and James Deion White. Deion Lewis is pretty good. Yeah. He's um, a pretty small guy. I mean But even he was undrafted and right. nobody knew a thing about him until Patriots were just like, he's our main running back. Oh, Cohen is people are saying like he's he's well known because it's being a three time FCS All American and yeah. like you see when he touches the ball, he scores touchdowns for the most part. Um but I mean, he. I think people are looking at it like he won't be drafted probably before the fifth round, yeah. and it's like fifth, sixth, seventh, like taking a flyer. Um, Seemed like from what we watched, he wasn't crazy about contact. No, um, his jump cut was absolutely electric. <laughs> I mean, he's also he's he's in Division One Double so A, <coughs> everything with a grain of salt. But man, that guy's cutting ability was amazing. Yeah, he was really really fun. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed watching him, and I think that. Like if they decided, if he if like the chips fall right and they could take him in the fifth round or whatever, what what people have talked about at this position, what it seems to be missing is the home run threat that Jamal Charles was, and it's like a guy that you can give the ball to, not necessarily give the ball to twenty five times a game the way that they did with Jamal, but they didn't think that Spencer yeah. Ware or Shurkan, or Sharkandrick West were a threat to, like, score a touchdown on any play. I can see that. And Cohen looks like that. Yeah. You don't know if it translates to the NFL level, but he did run a 4-4, and... Even more than that, I mean, I think you could throw Tyreek Hill in there as, as kind of being that guy. Um, I think they want to make... I, Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver that we have on this team right now. No, it's still Jerry Macklin. I mean, we'll, we'll see. You want to bet on yards? Twenty receiving yards in twenty seventeen. I think Macklin's going to have a good year, but I also I think that Tyreek Hill is the best receiver that we have on the team. He may not be like the most accomplished, but he's he's the best. All right, the bet is on. <laughs> All right, 
Um, but the, what I want from the running back, I want the Patriots receiving back. Yeah. I want Shane Vereen. I want James White. I want the guy who can catch 12 passes because, you know, we have enough weapons that opens up the defense that, hey, we can just throw to this running back. Or we can line him up out wide and create mismatches like that. I don't know if we have that guy, and I don't know who that guy might be in this class, if that's what they're looking for. Um, But my favorite running backs in the class, I absolutely love Jamal Williams. Um, This is not that explosive back that I think people want. Um, When I watched him, what he really reminded me of, honestly, was a little bit of Matt Forte. And Forte catches the ball really well. Um, But just because, like, his running style, he just reminded me a little bit of him. But, um, man, he reminded me of Corey Dillon. Like, this guy just, like, bounces off of people, does not go down very easily. I loved Jamal Williams. He played at BYU. Andy loves Cougs, man. Loves those Cougs! So more of the Spencer Ware type. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I, I, Spencer Ware was, like, being tried out at fullback. Jamal Williams is a running back. Okay. Um, maybe like, I'd say if I had to pick a type for him of guys that are currently in the NFL, it reminds me a little bit of Ryan Matthews. Um, and Matthews was drafted high and people liked him a lot and then he couldn't stay healthy. He had one a year. Um, Marlon Mack is a guy that the Chiefs have been linked to. And, um, man, he's unbelievable in the open field. And he's got an unbelievable, like, a throttle. His second gear is fantastic. Uh, but he fumbles the ball. Oh, he's the one? Yeah. I was going to ask about the Tariq. Fumbles. The Tariq dude, because he fumbled once tonight when we watched. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Kamara, Kamara doesn't have as much fumbling issues as Marlon Mack, but like, Marlon Mack kind of looks like Jamal in a lot of ways, but like young Jamal. I mean, we're talking about, I know people want to blame Todd Haley for it, but Jamal could not see the field consistently because he'd get out there and he'd put the ball on the ground. Whether he was returning kicks or he was being handed the ball, like he put the ball on the ground, and he's still done it late in his career. Um, but Marlon Mack, he's and the Chiefs have shown a lot of interest in him. Um, but I, I think, I think the guy that I actually want is Kareem Hunt from Toledo. Um, absolutely dominant in college every year. His numbers are insane. He ran for an incredible number of yards. He got a lot of starts, and um, man, he looks like Frank Gore. Like, it's that shorter guy, but he's still... Bowling ball? Yeah, he's he's short, but he's, like, really stout and really strong. And he's a powerful runner that, like, when he gets to the second level, can still get to the house. Um, Michael Turner? Absolutely love Kareem Hunt. Aside from that, man, uh, you know, we'll see you guys Thursday. <laughs> I... I, I, I <laughs> That's, that's it. That's all you got. That's that's what I got. I mean, we that was that's two hours and eight minutes. Holy shit, we're over two hours. We are over two hours. Whoops. So it will probably be split in two, but you know you'll be hearing this on the second part of that. So um, <laughs> whoops. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot to talk about. A lot of the quarterbacks, and um, I mean, honestly, for me right now, there's no such thing as too much draft content. So uh, I hope you guys. Not so much. I mean, it's hard for us to get together. We could. Right. We've been trying to get together the last couple of weeks, and yeah, we are both busy individuals. Um, it's tough. I got. I got one last kind of thought here. I know we've gone long already. No, please. But 
it, it focuses on the Chiefs' strategy of replacing guys a year before they need them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a list of guys here who are potential cuts next year. Uh, and so I think after it'll be kind this of season? after like, this season. After okay. this season. So it'll be kind of telling who we take, uh, like in the earlier rounds, like who's who yeah. we see as possible departures from the team. So the list is Justin Houston. He's an eh because he'd have to be he'd have to get hurt again pretty much to get cut yeah. next year. Uh, Alex Smith obviously would dove into that. Uh, Jeremy Macklin could be let go. Yeah. Um, so if we look, you know, if you look receiver like second round, like start thinking about the possibility of this being the last year with Jeremy Macklin. Uh, Derek Johnson's up there, Tamba, uh, Alan Bailey, we discussed the in, in defensive line like that, Ron Parker could, if you're wondering why we take a safety in like the third round or something, could I, be to replace I'd Ron Parker. I'd be surprised because I've got Eric, uh, Eric Murray and Sorensen, like I'd, Murray, I'd, I'd I mean, be very surprised. You think? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, like if, yeah. that would be the reason, because mm-hmm. I could see us, that happens seemingly every draft, like you take a player and you're just like, man... Why? Like, why are we taking yeah. this position? But that would be if they the reason, did, I think. I want Buda Baker. Buda Baker? He's oh, great. But he's like he's, first he's, round. He's, an, he's another guy from Washington. That's like, a fantastic That's game. where I have a really hard time with Reuben Foster, too. It's like, dude, you have like two top five picks playing in front of you. That's like kinda... you, you always got to play clean, and I can't guarantee that you're going to get to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of had that theory with... Uh, it seemed like the top corners where there was two from Washington and two from Ohio State. Ohio State has and I was just like, like three first round picks in their secondary, yeah. and Washington had like minimum two. If Sidney Jones wouldn't have gotten hurt, it was him and Kevin King, like probably both going in the first round. I feel like one of those guys is making the other one look better in, in both cases, but I don't know who any if any of those guys are yeah. going to be great or if all of them are going to be great. <laughs> I'm not betting. On, I'm betting one. But one's good, one's bad. From each team? Yeah. Um, the rest of the list, Ja Reed, Demetrius Harris, and then the running backs. Yeah. So those are just players who could get cut the next year and who the Chiefs could have an eye on replacing. So keep an eye on that second to fourth round area, uh, what they're trying to do. And what I really think the Chiefs' long picture, big picture, is that they're trying to take one more run with the core group in mm-hmm. 2017. And then, the, I mean, that's a lot of big names that I just listed. And I think they might kind of take a step back and then try and retool for that 2019 season that I've been uh, harping about. But that, those are those are my chief thoughts. Yeah, I I think it's uh, I definitely think it's one last push, and I, that's why I've seen a lot of people that have tweeted at us. I have no interest in the Chiefs taking quarterback in the first round, and I they certainly want, don't want to see them trade up because they say the team is built to win built now, to and win I say now. the team is not built. To win right now, they are capable of winning right now, yeah. but they're not built to win right now. Because still... we've, we've hashed out how many guys are over 30, and it's very few, and how bad those guys have been playing. Mm-hmm. How little their contributions seem to be. This team is not built to win right now. And also, like, their salary, like, for next year, we're already over what Spot Rack lists as oh. the salary cap. Like, we're $2 million over it already. Because mm-hmm. all these big contracts are on there. Like, all these, we have to make decisions on all these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, cut Alex and save $20 million. Cut Macklin and save $10 million or something. Like, it's a lot of cut big Eric numbers. Johnson, probably save another 10 $8 million, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's a lot of big guys we have to make decisions on, so I think you might see a bit of retooling that goes in and then start building around the young class like Peters mm-hmm. and Jones and Tyreek, Kelsey, whatnot. Well, that's, that's a big-ass podcast, folks. Um, we will we'll talk again soon. Yeah, it's done. This has been Amateur Hour. I'm Ryan Scott Hall. He says Dirkness. Let us go. I don't even know who this band is, but it's the ending song to Better Call Saul, and I like it a lot. Play the draft sound. You never played it. Well, I didn't play it because I was just going to put it on the beginning. Oh. So right now, you sound stupid for those that have listened oh, to the shit. show. It won't be the first time this podcast. <laughs> right. Like when you... You said... When I was. It was really great. You were setting up Gerard Evans. And you said something about, like, you know, but every once in a while, you'd be, like, completely wrong. And then you said Gerard Evans, and I'm like, yeah, so you're going to be completely wrong <laughs> about Gerard Evans. Which is, like, I'm thinking in my head, at least. No, I mean, he's all right. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to make you watch it, and I'm going to make you point out its inaccuracies. I don't want to watch anymore. I'm done watching tape. <laughs> Until we've picked players. Oh, yeah. Ugh, who don't? Who's like the guy that you don't want of the quarterbacks? Like who's like? Ugh, is of it jo- Josh Dobbs <laughs> because he's number ten? <laughs> I don't think we'll take Dobbs, but uh, I guess it'd be Kaiser. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't want Peterman because it's just more of the same. It's more of the same. Yes, yeah. Kaya. We didn't even talk about Kaya. Cause he was, I couldn't get a read on him. He was boring. He wasn't good. That's, uh... I don't want him. <laughs> I, I saw some people talking about him the other day, and he was like, Kaya's kind of the forgotten man, because a lot of people do think that he's boring, and they just, like, I don't think he's going to do anything. And then all these quarterbacks may get drafted before him, and then Kaya's going to be the guy that's, like, starting three years from now and, like, yeah. playing okay. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I really enjoyed that. Congratulations, honey. You were great.